Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass, Choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Right, broadcasting from a remote location that's not Studio P. I believe this is episode this is four, four. Let me get it right. Four forty nine of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Obviously, we're remote to tape, live tape. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. I call it live tape, but either way, it's me. It's Philly Rea. It is Friday. It is. April 8th, 2022, and I'm in a remote location doing about two weeks worth of laundry, which is way overdue. So, The thing is, I have so many clothes, but I don't have enough undergarments. Like, I, can, I have enough underwear for like two weeks, and then I'm fucked. Socks the same way. And socks I, I go through pretty regularly. Like, I gotta buy like a new bag of socks like every six months and then throw the old ones out because they, they get like all stretched out and... And, you know, holes and stuff like that. So I gotta, like, you know, replace them. And it's a whole... It, being fat is not very glorious. <laughs> I've been fat my whole life. But the older you get, the more expensive clothes become. And you have to take care of your stuff. So here I am doing laundry on a Friday. It's beautiful outside, actually, here in New York. It's, like, uh, about 60 degrees. And I'm enjoying my extended little... I had a day off yesterday. Uh... Took opening day in. I mean, it was rained out here in New York. Yankees couldn't get their game in. The Mets were down in D.C. And they got their game in pretty late. But I watched all the games last night. So from like 2 o'clock to like midnight, I was watching baseball yesterday. So um, I'm still in, in baseball mode. I got another jersey on today. So I'm in, I love baseball. It's my, it's, my, it's my national pastime. Actually, it's our national pastime. But it's my favorite. I mean, hockey, I was better at as a kid. Hockey and baseball, like, neck and neck were my favorite sports. You know, there were, there, were, there were a couple of months there where I love baseball more than I love hockey. Sometimes I can't choose. And then after I have my baseball draft, which was last week, I love baseball more. But now hockey playoffs are coming. The Rangers just about clinched last night, so I'm happy about that. Um, I think a couple things have to happen. Like, a couple teams have to lose. But the Rangers finished, like, they're, gonna, they're probably going to finish second in their conference in the division. Um and uh, I know Carolina's already clinched, but it's going to be a fun playoff, man. It's going to be a fun playoff. Basketball, not so much. Knicks suck again. 
So, see how that goes. All right, enough of that sports shit. You guys don't want to hear about that. Um, conspicuous by their absence, uh, my tag team partners will not be appearing today. Um, it, it just, I don't want to, like, air out all dirty laundry because it's really not none of anybody's business, but one, one, one of my co-hosts uh, couldn't make it. Because he has this, that, and the third to do. The other one, same thing. But then the other one was like, well, I can do it at this time. And I was like, well, I can't. I have all this laundry I got to do. So basically, my my issue, and they know this, is like trying to get everybody together in the same time frame. And I understand they all got kids now and fucking jobs and whatever. But it's kind of annoying that I'm doing this alone. And I feel like I owe you guys that much where I have to, you know, break it down. And, you know, just, you know, do it myself. I hate doing this by myself. I can do it. I've done, like, a lot of these by myself. And I've done a couple of filatorials. And that's what this turns into once in a while. It turns into filatorials. I'm like, ah, I don't know. But what are you going to do, man? It's like, I, you know, you guys like the show and I like doing it. It's one of the only things I still do regularly that I don't fuck up all the time in my life, personally and professionally. <laughs> so... It's like, you know what, just do it, man. And I, I figured I have time. I have two weeks of laundry I got to do. I kill time. And I'm caught up on my TV show. I did watch a lot of wrestling this week in terms of uh, the current stuff. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes. But, uh, yeah, so I don't... So like, like, next week I want to take off because we've done four episodes in a week, week and a half. So, I want to take off next week. It's uh, Good Friday. It's Easter week. And I got some stuff going on. Some family stuff. And uh, so, we probably won't be on the air next week unless I pre-record again. Uh, but just to, you know, stick to your uh, social media handles for all that nonsense. And I'll fill you guys all in, I promise. So, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, it's the seasonal change. So, a lot of people who aren't mentally equipped have mental health issues, have a problem with uh, depression. Seasonal depression is, is terrible. Like, you know, it's, 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 most of the time it's a good thing when, when the seasons change. Um, you know, things, you know, things happen. It's, whether it's a holiday or the weather or, especially if, if you live in a place where you get all four seasons. In our case, we get, we get two. <laughs> we get summer and we get winter. Cause I mean, Let's face it, it starts getting cold, and then it stays cold, and when, when it gets warm, it stays warm till like, almost Thanksgiving. So it's like, what are you going to do, right? Um, but the seasonal change, basically the solstice changes, a lot of people get really, really fucking bummed out and depressed. So um, if you're having a hard time, talk to somebody. Uh, please, it's, I was told, I was conversation with my mom because she has a hard time with it. And I was like, you know, just talk to somebody. You know, you, you don't have to talk to a relative or, or, or any of your kids because, you know, we're not, we're not, uh, what do you call it? We're not, I mean, we, we're partial because it's you. So if you talk to a professional, it's not, it's not partial and they can give you some kind of, you know, good sound help. I mean, I can give you advice till the cows come home, but, you know, I mean, I've had a conversation with somebody all day about, you know, about depression and feeling sorry for yourself and beat yourself you know it's like it becomes a a, a real vicious cycle and you don't have the uh the tools if you if you suffer 
you don't have the tools to adapt and and take care of yourself emotionally and mentally. So if you're having a hard time, talk to somebody. It's important. Uh, so, you know, I do that all the time. I had a talk to somebody last week, you know, just to make sure I'm on track. You know, you fall off, man. It's like, it's almost like having a, an addiction. Like if you, you have an, like, you know, guys and girls have these addictions and they, they quit whatever they're doing for so long and something happens and it triggers it and all of a sudden they get back, they fall off the fucking wagon and they're back where they started. And it, it, like I said, it's a vicious cycle. You put yourself out there all the time and, and it sucks. So if you're having a hard time, please talk to somebody. Reach out to me. I'll, I'll refer you to somebody, you know. There's always help. You, you'll, you'll always have help. Uh, you're never alone. Even though you feel alone and you feel like there's no, there's no help, there is plenty of help. I've had to look for help. I was too ashamed, the pride, whatever case, whatever, you know, whatever excuses I used, I, I did that, so. But, um, yeah, so we're going to have a little chat. I don't know how long I'm going to go, honestly. I don't, I don't know, because like I said, I, I'll, I'll cover the, the current stuff. I don't have a throwback. I can tell you that I watch a lot of wrestling, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh couple of news and notes. I just want to thank Double A and the Rant for having a fantastic WrestleMania week. It was really fun. Uh, we had a ball. You know, we got it was. I was on that discussion panel for WrestleMania three, and the Wizards did their thing, and Mark Water did their thing, and we had a bunch of pre shows and post shows. And Hall of Fame and NXT. It was just Ring of Honor we did. It was just awesome. Uh, you know, it's, and I've said this, for, I've been saying this for about a year or two now. It's been, it's been a good time to be a fan. And I'm going to talk about my, a couple things that happened this week on the weekly shows that I was like, like brought me back to a good time when I was a kid, you know. Uh, so let's get into what I was going to get into. Let's, let's get into some, well, let me pull up the, uh, the gimmicks over here. Let me pull up the, the Chrome. There's my Google. Da, 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 da. All right. So, all right. So WrestleMania 38, we talked about, we, we, we previewed the first, uh, the, the two nights and then we reviewed the night one. We didn't review night two because I didn't, I didn't go on that night. So, the total combined attendance, and it's disputed, is 156,352. Uh, you know, it, it's... If I hear the word stupendous one more time, I'm going to take a fucking hostage. But, <laughs> I must tell you, I enjoyed night two more than I liked night one. So, let's get into night two, which was Sunday... And that was Sunday, April 3rd. Let me just pull it up right here. Because it's all the gimmicks. Everything's a gimmick, right, Kyoko? Everything's gimmicks. Alright, so night two, night two, night two. Night two. So. Yes, April 3rd, Sunday. Opening match, RK Bro, Randy Orton, Riddle, Riddle defeated the Street Profits and Alpha Academy by pinfall. That was a triple threat for the tag team title, for the Raw tag team titles, right? Um, 
Bobby Lashley defeated Omos. Uh, it was all right. I mean, both these matches were pretty... I mean, Lashley coming back as a face with no story. They didn't really build the story until Monday night, the night after. Um, I, I wish that would have happened... What happened Monday at Raw with... Uh, and, it, and I knew MVP was turning, but... But when uh, when they did the turn on Monday, that should have happened a week before. This way you had a build. Now it's like... Comes out, he's a face... He was hurt for like a month or two, and then all of a sudden he comes back. He's a face, and it's like, there's no story about it. He was so ruthless, and he was on a roll, too. And then all of a sudden he uh, comes back, and it's like, it's it's it was so lackluster. And I'm not a big fan of Lashley as is, though I was impressed with some of his matches the last several months. I'm not a big fan, per se. So, this was a, this was a little wishy-washy. He beats almost, I mean, they're big on him. No, no pun intended. He's he's a big man. He's like over seven feet, four hundred pounds, three four hundred pounds. He's a massive human being. Perfect opponent for Lashley, who's a power guy as is, right? Excuse me, but uh, you know he's a power guy as is. So you know you uh you kind of figure if it's gonna happen like that, it'd be the perfect match. I would have rather had the turn happen before though. We would have told a good story. But he does win the match at 6 minutes, 35 seconds. I didn't think I was going to like this next match. My son and I were completely enamored with it. It was hysterical. The spots were funny. I'm talking about Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Uh, anything goes match. All the jackass guys were involved. Sami Zayn was a great sport. Took all the bumps. Johnny Knoxville was out of his mind. His crew was out of their mind. The... All the stuff they had set up in the ring with the, the giant hand, the mouse traps, the fucking the, the electric taser thingy. Uh, it was just, it was fun. And here's the deal. The celebrity thing, and I said this last week on the show. The celebrity thing it has to happen because it brings more attention and more eyes to the product. Excuse me. Bring more eyes to their product. So, though, it was perfect how they had Sami Zayn drop the belt prior to his fight with John Knoxville. And John Knoxville actually caused the, uh, the, the title change, I believe. You know, it, it's important that we that they do this so it, so it could stay mainstream. It's not, I mean, pro wrestling is in a different stage. Of, you know, it evolved differently than when we were kids. So, take it for what it's worth. Uh, the celebrity thing, you know, has to happen. Even though, and and if he was IC champ and this happened, I would have been pretty pissed off. Because I don't want, I don't want to see Giant Knoxville fighting for the IC title. Let It's bad enough that the US title and the IC title were not on the card, period, as matches. The champions were there, but in different capacities. Uh, if, if Sami Zayn was IC champ, I would have had a problem with this, but he wasn't, and he was a good sport, and there's a reason why they resigned him, he's a good hand, he's, he's actually, he's fantastic. Excuse me, Jesus Christ. Um, so your next match was for a fatal fallway for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, uh, Carmella and Queen Zelina against Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley. Natty Nightheart, Gina Baylor, and Sasha Banks, and Naomi. I called this match. 
Uh, Sasha Banks is back in a tag team situation, which is pretty cool, I guess. Uh, Naomi, they brought her back a couple of months ago. They had needed something to do with her. They had her going with that whole angle with the what's her face from SmackDown. The, um, the angry, uh, what's her face? I forgot her name already. The angry lesbian uh, general manager over there on uh, SmackDown. But that was pretty cool. But it, it you know, it, it, it had its, it had, it had, its, it, 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 it took its course. It's, it, it's done. So they had the tag team champions. This was a really, really, really good match. Uh, Ten minutes, fifty seconds. I enjoyed that. Um, and you could see a theme here. Everything's under 10, 15 minutes. Uh, because the next couple, I mean, because the next match actually was almost twenty five minutes. Then he basically had these squashes in between to set up the main event, which I didn't think was... Well, we will get to in a minute, but... Uh, your next match was uh, Edge against AJ Styles. Edge, of course, winning 24 minutes and 5 seconds. Yeah, let's talk about Edge for a second. I love the new music. I like the new look. Uh, people are... All the marks like, oh, it's a gimmick, you know, it's a House of Black gimmick. Duh, 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 duh. Who gives a shit, man? Even the House of Black isn't a, an original concept, okay? You could thank Kevin Sullivan for all of this, okay? You could thank him for the the Florida Championship Wrestling, the, the ah, Purple Haze. And you could thank him for the fucking Dungeon of Doom and everything dark and gloomy about that. He's the reason why you have the House of Black and the tri- the, tri- the Trinity of Terror, whatever the fuck it, that uh, Pac and the Mexicans are calling themselves. All that shit, right? You have all that. So, you know, it's... For me, I like it. And I like Edge's music. It's the same band, which is Alter Bridge. It's basically Creed without Scott Sapp. And they're pretty good. They're pretty heavy. And I like the new... And it's like it's like another version of The Brood. You know, it's all these evil darkness shit. That's all fucking Kevin Sullivan. So all these marks that are fucking losing their minds because they think it's a House of Black thing. And... and and Brody King said something on Facebook. I'm sorry, on, on Twitter, and I posted it. And then he, like, a day or maybe a half day later, he takes it. He goes, oh, you know, I was kidding, right? And I was like, if you were kidding, then why would you just why would you just say that in your initial tweet? Because now you took that tweet, you put it out there, and everybody in, in the world, all these fucking dirt sheet websites and all of our, all the marks and all of us, you know, included, took that. And ran with it, you know? So if you weren't serious, you should have fucking said that from the jump, man. Come on now. And I like and I like Brody, I really do. He's he's pretty awesome. But the match was good, you know. Um AJ Styles needed something. And the you know guys like AJ Styles come very few and far between now. He was the first guy to rush in that era of the Rich Swans and the Ricochets and the, you know, Jay Lethals and all those other guys that, that, that are hybrids. AJ Styles is one of the original guys to do that, you know? And the the initial uh, response of him coming in a couple of years ago was like, they're not going to do anything with him. They're going to fucking ruin him. Da, 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 da. Listen, the guy is, he's fantastic. 
And they needed something. He's, he should be involved in everything. And he is. And they and Edge coming back. He ran its course with, with Seth Rollins and that whole thing. So Edge turns. It's perfect. The match is great. And, he, and now Edge has a recruit. As he brings in uh, Damian Priest. Not a big fan of Damian Priest. But Damian Priest does fit the bill of a disciple for Edge. So... It's it's a good gimmick, man. I, I like it. So, it was a good match. Edge does win with help from Damian Priest. Uh, your next match, Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeat the New Day. That was a squash match, minute and 40 seconds. Um, the Pat McAfee thing, that was fun, man. Pat McAfee with Austin Theory, that went almost 10 minutes. McAfee did his thing, man. I'm not a big fan of him on the stick. He's getting better. He's a fan. He had training after his career in football, so he want like I I I'll applaud anybody who gets who puts the work in. Like you know, he put the work in. Bad Bunny. I don't know any of his music, but the guy put the work in. You know what I'm saying? If the guys put the work in, and if they're serious about performing, and not ridiculing the fucking sport when they have their moment, their spot, I'm with it. McAfee did his thing. Mr. McMahon, as soon as McMahon got involved, we knew Austin was going to come out. And he did. And that became a, a thing. McMahon then beats Pat McAfee, of course. Uh, we don't need to see 76-year-old Vince McMahon in the ring. Steve Austin comes out, stuns everybody, drinks a lot of beer, fans go crazy, blah, blah, blah. Now it sets up the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the uh, for winner-take-all for the WWE and Universal Championship. So for all you saying that Roman Reigns had to win, he won. Uh, all I'm saying is that they're going to write this in. Now with Cody back, and I'll get into Cody in a minute. Uh, with Cody back, and whoever the next opponent's going to be, it's got to be epic because they're setting Roman up for, this is a very long title run, reign I should say. Run, reign, whatever the hell, use whatever word you want. It's your discretion, I don't give a shit. But, you know, it's f that, it's special. Roman Reigns is special. And I, uh, you know, and Brock did his thing. So congrats to Brock for holding it down. He was actually really entertaining the last couple of months. And I enjoyed his work. Uh, Paul Heyman, the Usos, they all made it work. It was a really fun, really exciting to see. So now Roman carries on. What's next for Roman Reigns? We don't know. We'll have to find out. We're going to have to find out. And like I said, it's it's got to be epic though, guys. It has to be epic because if it's not, it's going to be a fucking letdown because he's beaten everybody. And I mean everybody in his path. Everybody. So we're going to see what happens next for Roman Reigns. Like I said, it, it's got to be epic though. If it's not epic, it's 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 such it'll be such a letdown. He's evolved so good as a character, and he's got a following now, and he's got that, he's got, he's got a little bit of the heel heat, and he's got the fans loving it, so it's a, you know, it's a, he's got the house divided when he does these biggest shows now, so I think it's a fun, it's a fun thing. Uh, they're not totally fucking stuff up over there at the E, you know, they're, uh, they're definitely entertaining a little bit to some of the folks, it's, 
it's so hard to do the whole competition thing, and I know you guys uh, love it, like on the interwebs and some of our guys that listen to the show, and and I and I always say there's no competition. Um, is the other shows better? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's like apples and oranges. If they were head-to-head live like it was 25 years ago, then I'm like, all right, you know what? Then maybe it's competition, but it's not. Like, it's, you know, it's just, it's a different time, too. It's, wrestling was a, had so much momentum behind it 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I wish I can break down for the younger folks how important that had to see that shit had to happen you know because by the time it got to 93 94 95 wrestling was starting to slip into obscurity even though there was a lot of good stuff going on you know the birth of ECW was right around the corner at that point you know you just the world was changing and entertainment was changing. The internet was going to start start up soon, like, as a thing, like a real thing. Things just started to change. And I don't think wrestling jumped on right away, except for Vince's production value. He always had a better produced show, always had better cameras, always had better sound and better the fucking pyro. And even when Nitro was at its highest... Their, their stages were a little were, were more, you know, elaborate, you know, elaborate and all that. But the production value, Vince still, Vince still has that. He'll always have that. He built an empire around that. You know. Uh, it it's just, and I wish I can. Ex, you know, I, I can't explain. I guess I guess I need some other opinions about it. But when you when you break it down, though, there's really no competition. And I, I've been saying this forever, like forever and ever and ever. You know, I've been saying it forever because when you when you look at it in a whole, and like I said, I've said it, Baza, our buddy Baza from UK has said it. When it's a wrestling, it's a TV show about wrestling, where AEW is a wrestling show on TV, New Japan wrestling on TV, Ring of Honor is wrestling on TV. You know, they don't care about making it a TV show. They want to bring you... They want to They want to emphasize on the wrestling itself. You know? They want to, you know, hide all the negatives and give all the positives in terms of, in terms of talent. You know? And I've said this before, too. The talent is ten times, maybe a hundred times better than what it was back in the day. Because back in the day, guys didn't get the shine. They had no exposure. It was word of mouth. You know? It was uh, like, hey, this is what it is. And, oh, I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. You know, everybody knew somebody else. And it was like, nah. You don't know. There was no... But then when videotape was... Well, we was in the videotape. Now what you can go on YouTube. You can go on Daily Motion. You can go in other promotions. You can watch all this other shit. Like, it, it's it's so different now. And I love it. I, I know it's oversaturated. But as, as somebody who has a little more downtime in his life right now, I could 
watch it at my leisure. I can catch up. I could, I could just be at that moment picking up stuff. I was so happy. We recorded last Friday, and it was myself, Choppy, and Ham was with us. And right after the show, we were doing some redecorating in my apartment. And we had Ring of Honor on. We were just like, wow, I can't believe Ring of Honor. I can't believe Ring of Honor's back. Oh, my God, I can't believe the Briscoes are fighting uh, FTR. Oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, my son, who's now f- almost 15 years old, he sees it differently, but still appreciates it as a six-year-old, and I and I and I love that, you know. Uh, we have grown-up conversations about wrestling now, you know. It's not like where he's hanging on to some kayfabe, you know. It's like you know he understands why things happen now the way they do. And for me, it's like, yeah, is he a smart, smart Mark, whatever the fuck you want to call him, whatever. I don't care. Everybody's a Mark. Let's be honest here. Um, he's a smart fan. He, all the guys that we interact with on the pages on social media, you guys are all smart fans. Um, so when the banter goes back and forth and we have these discussions, I feel like I, you know, I'm, I'm in a bar with my friends from the UK, my friends from the Midwest, my friends from the South, my friends from the, from Ireland and Scotland and, and fucking all my friends from all over the world. Like, in the United States. I feel like I would, this is what I'd be doing in a bar in 1997, which I did. If I wasn't with the band playing music, I was in a bar with a bunch of nerds sometimes shooting shit about fucking, about wrestling. You know? I love it. It's like, you know, having an after mag and not buying the after mag. You guys are my, you guys are my PWI. You're my inside wrestling. You know, you're my, uh, the wrestler. You know what I'm saying? You guys are my aftermags now because I don't have, my view is different from your view. And if we all agreed on shit, it wouldn't be fun to talk about, you know? And we're all different ages, which, which makes it even better. Like, I'm a decade on Choppy and Jay. I'm almost, I'm almost a full generation older than these two knuckleheads, right? But... They appreciate the old school almost as, probably as much as I do, but in the same breath, though, they really appreciate what happened afterwards, and it makes me better understand why the need for that had to happen. Because it all comes full circle. Let's be honest here. With you know, no one's no one's insulting anybody else's intelligence at this point. It's all fucking opinion based. It's all you know. No one's right. No one's wrong. Everybody's opinion matters, you know, but the stuff, the, the view, like, we can all be sitting in the same room, there could be 10 of us looking at the same friggin' pay-per-view, the same house show, the same event, and we all have different opinions about it, because we're seeing it differently, you know, it's like we go to a concert, we see, uh, you know, a show, and I can tell you for, for a fact, I'm sitting, I'm, I'm in the garden with 18,000 people, and we're all walking out. One guy, like, that was horrible. Another guy's like, oh, one other girl was like, oh, the opening band was better than the, than the, than the regular act. And this just goes on from the whole train ride home or the car ride home. Had that conversation already. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it just, you go to a ballet or a Broadway show. I, I went to a Broadway show. I loved it. The music was amazing. The acting was fucking horrible. But the music was amazing. 
And when we all walked out of there, people were like, that was horrible. I'm like, yeah, but I enjoyed the singing and the the, perform- the actual song himself. And the guy was like, you know, you got a point. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, part of me does never, I don't want to walk out of something totally dissatisfied. I'll try my hardest to pick out something I liked about the movie and or the show or the wrestling match or the concert. I'll try to pick out something and base an opinion on that. And if it totally sucked, then it totally sucked. You have no, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it, you know. But with wrestling, you know, it's it's never like that. Because you'll always have that one good match, that one good promo, you know, that one good vignette, if you go back that far as far as I do, right? So it was like, when 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 Vince brought Dusty in, I remember it was like, I was horrified as a 15-year-old. I'm like, come on, man, this is Dusty Rhodes. This is my hero. This is the three-time heavyweight champion of the world, and now he's the pizza man. He's the plumber man. He's the fucking... You know, he's the he's the the common man, and all of a sudden, he's dancing in his polka dots, and I'm like, oh, I get it. But those promos are almost as good. The vignettes are almost as good as him cut a promo on Ric Flair or Nikita Koloff or the Four Horsemen or the Road Warriors or Alex Luger, Barry Windham. It it all that stuff was necessary. It had to happen. Evolution. You know, making comparisons to stuff when you were a kid to now, it's apples and oranges still, right? You know, like, like I, I, um, I interact with a three-year-old a lot now. So, I'm putting her toys together, or I'm hanging out with her, and I'm looking at these things, and I'm like, some of this stuff is, is insane. And some of the stuff is like, man, my shit was built better than this, you know? Um... The way they make food now, it's like, you know, well, maybe, like, you get, like, a cupcake from a hostess. Well, you know, maybe because you're bigger, the hostess cupcake is smaller. No, no, they were bigger when I was a kid, you know. The quality of stuff changes. Everything changes, you know. The, the cars people drive, and it's all made of fiberglass now. When I was a kid, it was like, they were fucking tanks. My, my old family had Cadillacs, and they were like boats, you know. You could probably put them in water and they, would just, they wouldn't drown, you know? <laughs> but everything's different, you know? And it's the hardest part is to accept the change. And with pro wrestling, I've always accepted the change. I, I, I'm not one of these guys that stopped watching it. Like, a lot of my friends, like, oh, I picked up wrestling again when I was back in, like, this time. And I'm like, oh, look, that's great, you know? And I'm happy for you. But I never stopped watching, you know? And uh, you guys know this because I do the podcast <laughs> almost 10 years now. So um, I just, I can't make these comparisons anymore. It's like, it's it's a different time. There's no, the talent, from talent production to segments to vignettes to promos to social media. Like it's all different now. It's, it's a different ball of wax. And if you break it down uh, by... By talent, by show, by, you know, we're very critical of everything. And we have this, we have all these outlets now. We have Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and, and 
YouTube and all this other shit. So, like, we have a voice now. And I'm watching these TikTok videos, right? And I'm these kids are, like, losing their minds. Like, like... And on top of that, the feedback they get, when it's negative, they go right after them. Like, it's like, you made your point. People don't agree with you. They're taking the time out of their time to respond to you, to give you some, to give you some rebuttal. It's just that, when I first started doing this, I used to snap. I'm like, well, you can't, da, da, da. But I'm like, you know what? Like, you're entitled to your opinion. I posted that for a reason. I could keep all my thoughts to myself. What fun would that be when we're doing this podcast all about wrestling every day and shit? Like, I want the feedback. You know, I want you guys to know what I'm thinking about. I want you guys to call me out on shit. You know, it makes me it makes me honest. It keeps it keeps me honest. It, it 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 makes me better as a podcaster. It makes me better as a person to know that I that I'm that I have an effect on people. You know, so I want that feedback. I don't care if you agree with me or not. I'm taking my opinion, and that's it. Like I'm not gonna change my opinion because you think I'm you think it's wrong or vice versa, right? I don't give a shit, you know. But I give I care about and value people who interact. You know, it's 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 important to me. And it's the reason why I still do the podcast mostly, you know. So, you know, uh we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna plug our friends and uh come back and I'll uh, talk some more and then uh we'll have a day. All right. Listen to the turnbuckle throwbacks we're live on a rant the tape. <laughs> Part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media, whatever, or whatever Jimmy's got going on now. So, we'll be back. Hang out. Hold out for days. Take us to the break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. In a world where Hollywood tries to tell you how to live while doing the exact opposite. Where fresh ideas are tossed away for a cash grab reboot. Where the media has become nothing but propaganda and freedom is traded for what they tell you is security and safety. There is inconclusive breakdown. Your weekly look at current events and entertainment with no political correct BS. Just news and uncensored opinions everywhere you get podcasts. A proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? 
Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, this is Colt Cabana, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy. What kind of name is Choppy? Ugh. All right, we're back. Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 449 on the Rant, Rant EM Radio, part of the Shining Wizards Network, part of Dark Satellite Media, Delta, Bravo, whatever the fuck Jimmy's doing right now with those gimmicks. Hope everybody's having a good week. I like shortened work weeks. I took uh, took Thursday off to watch baseball. And I just fucking vegged on the couch. I was like, I cooked dinner. I hung out. You know, I actually got dressed. I didn't stay in my pajamas for the whole day. Uh, you know, I don't want to be a total fucking slob, you know. But anyway, I'm glad. Start the weekend off nice. Get a little turnbuckle throwbacks action. So, before I get into NXT, I know one of the guys was just... Uh, one of the guys from um, the tag champions. They one of the guys just got fired for uh, allegedly for domestic dispute for domestic uh, abuse. Um, I tell you, man, this is becoming an issue with a lot of uh, people in the public eye. You know, they uh, they allegedly or they did abuse their spouse and spouse comes out and says that they did it and these people lose their livelihoods you know they lose their jobs because uh there's no there's a zero tolerance thing now with this stuff and so we were we had a conversation text conversation i'm involved in a group text with a bunch of us choppy's in the two and choppy kept saying like well i hope he did he did do it you know because if he didn't, and she's just making shit up to, to say she made it up, because that's what happens a lot. When I was growing up, that happened a lot. Where, you know, you, uh, like, or I was on the ambulance, and I would respond to a domestic dispute, and we'd get there with the police, and the girl would say, like, you know, like, he hit me, and there's no marks, so the cops would automatically take the guy in, you know? Or vice versa, she hit me, and, you know, whatever, and they would take her in. Sometimes they both get arrested. You know, when if they're mocked up, then I, then I got to take them to the hospital. So a lot of times I'd be in the hospital and the, girl, and the guy's like, yo, I didn't even put my hands on her. You know, she's just saying I hit her so, she, you know, so I can go to jail or whatever, whatever. And, you know, it's unfortunate that that stuff happens. And here's my issue with this too. My issue is, even if you didn't do it, you were in a situation where you probably could have. It, the situation got to that point where verbally you're no longer compatible in a, in, a, in, a, in a discussion. The argument has escalated. Words have been said. Things have been thrown maybe. Uh, and then the hands go up. You know, 
So my thing is, even if you didn't do it, you were in a position where you couldn't handle the situation, and now it comes to this, and now you're out of a job, right? So I, this is how I process it. You can disagree with me. I don't care. It's my opinion, you know. Um, but if you put yourself in that position, and the the your partner is in a position to put you out on blast on social media and say you were abused, then you then you she was getting abused from you, or vice versa, then you know you didn't handle it properly. You let chick. I mean. Now you're not together, or you were together, like, and then she says something, or he says something, and your employer sees this, it's a wrap. You're out of a job. And this is not just wrestling, folks, this is everywhere. You know? It's hard. So, be mindful. Especially young people, man. You guys, trust me, I was married a couple of times, like, <laughs> and I never got myself in a situation. I would never let an argument escalate to that point of where I couldn't control my emotions. Because if I did, I'd be incarcerated. You know, I'd be put in jail. I would be not not in a functioning member of society. And if I was doing that and I came out, I wouldn't be able to get a job. Because what I do for a living, I'm not allowed to have a criminal record. You know? The state frowns upon it if you're if you're a caregiver, first responder, whatever the case may be. They don't want criminals out there helping people. You know, that's another that's another debate that I can't. That's another podcast that I don't want to get into with you guys, but because there's, there's you know if there's no reform and it's just so it it just comes down to being fucking mindful. And I used to end the show with the whole take care of yourselves, each other. That was the whole Jerry Springer thing. I got that from. But I really mean that. Like, t- just be mindful. Be a good person. You could still be a good person and have an argument with your spouse. A disagreement with your spouse. Okay? But to the point where it escalates where you no longer can use your words, you need to walk away. You need to walk away and disconnect from the situation. Because you'll be out of your livelihood. Because now he's out of a job, this kid. And if he tries to get a job anywhere else, they're going to see that. They may not hire him. Oh, well, I don't want that fucking guy in my locker room. There's girls in the locker room. There's females talent here. And then the female's like, I don't feel comfortable with this guy. He beat up his girlfriend. You know, it's like... And even though you didn't, maybe, allegedly you did. And then if you didn't and you were accused of it, how do we know? She was angry enough or sad and or sad enough to put you on blast for you to be in that situation. We've all wanted to strangle our spouse, you know, in our head, you know, or just shut them up for a minute, (laughs) you know. I would never put my hands on a woman. That's just me. But I know guys who have. I've, I've lived with physical abuse on, on a parent and on myself and, my sibling. So I know I know the that person didn't walk away from it. And that person when he did walk away from it, he lives with a karma now for the rest of his life because he strung out on drugs and then he became a little older and he stroked out and now he's a fucking he's half of what he used to be because he didn't walk away from the situations and he abused his body. 
So he, and it was so sad because people like that were super smart, but not mindful. You know, I don't, I, I've seen this happen. I've gone on ambulance runs so many times where I get to the house, the residents, and there's people just like, and then there's the witnesses. I saw what happened, this, that, the third, you know, and he hit her, she hit him, they hit each other, they beat each other up, whatever. And now both of you are going to jail, or one of you is going to jail. What if you have kids, right? Makes you look bad in front of your children. Makes you look bad in front of your family, your friends, your neighbors. Like, it's just a bad scene. And now you have that stink, that stank on you for the rest of your life. You could be the nicest person in the world. You could become a, you could become a fucking philanthropist, millionaire, Mother Teresa, right? But if you did something bad like that, It'll be with you for the rest of your life. I know for a fact when my old man was locked up so many times, he would say the one thing they didn't tolerate in jail were child abusers and spouse abusers. Like people, guys who were in jail for beating women and children up. They weren't like, when they found out you did that, you weren't really well liked in there. So you would get your ass kicked and or have a partner sexually that you didn't want. <laughs> so my dad would tell me some crazy stories about that. So, yep, we'll get into NXT. That's my segue because that's what I do. I'm a podcaster, allegedly. <laughs> so, um, so Braun Breaker won the NXT title back on Raw the night after Mania too. So, um, Raquel Gonzalez, Puerto Rican China, and Dakota Kai reunited because they don't like Toxic Attraction. Uh, Cameron Grimes cut a promo because he won. Uh... Gunther the challenges Braun Breaker for the title. Imperium fights the Creed brothers. That was a good match. Um, and that was pretty much it. Uh, Solo Sakai, Sokoa, that's the third Uso. He wants to be the first challenger to Cameron Grimes' title. Uh, Dexter Loomis fought Duke Hudson. Uh, let's see, that was, that was a decent match. Um, I mean... Just a couple, it was just like a more of a distract with the girl, so but it's telling a story, you know. And like I said, Dakota Kai for Toxic Attraction. And uh what do you call it? They Mandy Rose got involved, they didn't win the titles. So uh and then of course uh AJ Galanti makes Tony D'Angelo the new Don of NXT, gives him the whole fucking gimmick. With the whole Italian, like, mafia thing. Santos Escobar and uh, Legato Del Fantasma. Congratulate the Don, but let him know. Stay out of my business. But Electra was in the background. Oh, my God, Electra. Listen. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So. And, of course, my new favorite female wrestler, Nikita Lyons. All that delicious shit locker. That she's got going on. Um, she does. She 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 fought um, Lash Legend and did the leg split drop for the victory. Oof! My God, beautiful. So NXT moving right along, right along. Oh, before I get into AEW, I just want to uh, I just want to talk about Cody's promo on Raw. 
and how impressed I was with him bringing the whole winning the title thing full circle. There was a picture he said posted in his parents' room of Dusty holding the WWE title from 1970. I want to say the, the, the three matches he had with Superstar. So I was like 79, I believe it was. And he never held that title. Cody wants that title. So Cody now is to make his business to win the title. So now Seth Rollins ain't done with him yet. But the, the, the promo, if you, if you haven't heard it yet, it's really good. There's, there's, there's a misconception that I don't like Cody Rhodes. I didn't like what they were doing with Cody Rhodes. Okay, I don't think you have to play the martyr every six weeks. Where the new guy comes into the Fed, beats you up, you leave for a couple of weeks, go on some shitty game show, and then come back, win, and then you're the fucking hero. And then there's no substance to it. Okay? You're not doing BTE on YouTube like you usually do. You're not going for belts because you lost a match where you couldn't go for any other titles. Like, it was just stupid the way you were being booked. Okay? Um, you're Rhodes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that 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 name carries weight in, this, in your industry. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you should be in this position to be to have championship matches, and you should be good enough to, to main event certain things, right? Um, the fans will make you more than what you are or less than what you are. Right now, they're making you more than what you are, okay? When I was in Chicago three years ago, when I saw you fight for the NWA championship, I rooted for you. I rooted for you because I've, I've only seen the NWA title Defended twice in my lifetime in person, and both times it changed hands. Sting lost to Lex to Ric Flair in the Meadowlands. I was there for that January, I think it was 10th, my sister's birthday of uh, 89, I think it was, 91, sorry, 91, before the change, WCW, and Nick Aldis and Cody. You know, it was like. It's the 10 pounds of gold. It's the sweet Charlotte. It's the the longest, longest running singles title in professional wrestling. That belt holds weight. It holds weight with me. Holds weight with anybody who appreciates the old school. And even holding a replica of it, drunk out of my mind on Saki, I can tell you that it was beautiful. It was... Um, Holding that title, even holding the big gold belt that I have mounted on my wall now, the one I autographed by the Hulkster, like, even holding that reminded me of just seeing Dusty win it in 86, right? It's like, come on, man. It's like, that's the big team flair defended against everybody. Ricky Steamboat and Sting and Luga, Barry Windham, Dusty Nikita Koloff, Wahoo McDaniel. Like, the big gold belt, man. The Sweet Charlotte, the wing belt. All these belts that have this, this lineage behind them uh, have some sort of weight holding with me, right? So Cody cutting his promo, fucking brilliant, man. And if he's going after Roman Reigns next, I like it. Maybe Seth Rollins, maybe Kevin Owens. One of those guys had to do some title hunting soon because Roman Reigns is the beast right now, so... Anyway, 
Let's go to AEW. Um, so we talked about Owen Hart, the uh, Owen Hart tournament that's going on in uh, AEW. Um, they brought Samoa Joe in to Ring of Honor, and apparently he's also in AEW. And his first match in was a tournament match against Max Caster of um, him and Bowens, the acclaimed. That was a good match. Uh, Hikaru Shida fought Julia Hart of the uh, of the uh, Varsity Blondes. Do we have to? What, the, 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 you know, Adam Cole versus Christian Cage opened the show. Uh, very good. Adam Cole was still on the hunt. And Hangman wants it, so they're going to have another match. I'm excited about that. Um, a lot of instances, guys don't need the belt. Adam Cole... Needs the title. Finn to show some kind of relevancy. Um, he can't get by on just talent. Some guys just can't get by on talent alone. As much as I love, 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 love Adam Page and love Adam Cole, those two guys have to be champions to to hold to be relevant. And and if you're gonna be the if you're gonna be the upper echelon past the mid card, you know what I'm saying. So. You know, these matches were very good. Um, let's get into them real quick. So Adam Cole does win. Uh, and then, of course, Paige challenges him to a Texas death match next week for the title. Um, and then, like I said, this was a uh, quarter... Uh, it's a men's qualifier. So Samoa Joe beats Max Caster. And then Jay Lethal and Sanjay, San, Sanjay Dutt. Because they were, you know, they that's that's who Joe helped beat up because he saved uh, John Gresham the Ring of Honor show. Uh, they had a surprise for him next next week in New Orleans. Okay. Um, Captain Sean Dean beat Sean Spears with help from Wardlow, so now Dean's got wins over <laughs> over both MJF and Sean Spears. The Wardlow thing is now picking up steam with them. I'm excited about that. Um, the pro Eddie Kingston promo with Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> Eddie Kingston and uh, Santana Ortiz going after Jericho and his crew. It's really good. Um, I'll show my New York bias. I loved it. It's very, very New York. Very thug. Uh, Eddie Kingston telling Daniel Garcia, I know where you live. I was like, he's going to go to your house and beat you up. He told Jericho, I don't care if I see you in the street, at a restaurant, with your kids, with your wife. I don't care. I'm beating you up on site. Target on site. Terminated on site. So those three are hot on the trail of uh, the Jericho appreciation crew, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. Do we have to see another fucking... How many tables matches can the Hardys get into now at this point? And why is Matt Hardy dressed up like he was 25 years ago? The shirt doesn't fit him. However, they fought the Butcher and the Blade. I, I'm hearing that the the Butcher... Um, is the Butcher? Which one is the, the one with the fucking the guitar player from his band? Heard that band's getting back together. But how many fucking table matches we have to see? And then Jim Ross. I thought I'd never call another Hardy table match. Nah, you knew you were gonna. Don't be silly. And uh, then I guess a Hikaru Shida against Julia Hart. It was it was it was okay. It wasn't you know. 
uh, I didn't think Hart was going to hang with her, but she looked good, you know. And she worked as a heel, which she's really not, so it worked out well. And Serena Deeb comes out to confront Sheeta after after she wins the match and stared down. So their feud's continuing. So see how that goes. And of course, your main event for the ROH and AAA Tag Team Championship: FTR defends against the Young Bucks. I love FTR. I love all the teams that are involved in this. The Briscoes as well. The Bucks. I've always loved the Bucks. Um, FTR, for me, did something that is unheard of in this day. You know, they turned down a lucrative contract because they care about the craft. Now, the safe bet would have been stay in WWE, take the million-dollar contract, have financial stability, and just carry on. They didn't. They wanted more emphasis on them, on their characters and on their well-being. And they got an opportunity to do that in AEW, AAA in Mexico, and now Ring of Honor again. There's something said about uh, talent that sticks by what, they, what they're passionate about. If you have a musician... Or a band that you like that never changed their sound and stuck to what they knew and it made them a lot of money. I'll give you a good example, Slayer. They had a couple of personnel changes, not many with the drummer, drummers, and then Jeff Hanneman passing away, replacing him with Gary from, uh, from Exodus, right? Um, Gary Holt, I think his last name is, right? If I'm not mistaken, somebody, I'm, not, I'm doing my memory, by the way. But the sound never changed, right? Megadeth, um, certain hip-hop acts, you know, just the, the style never changed. The gimmick never changed. The, you know, they stuck to what they knew and that was it. A lot of bands experimented. Metallica did an awful album with, New, with Lou Reed. A lot, of, a lot of metalheads will tell you that the Black Album was the death of Metallica. You know, I disagree, but, you know, I didn't like Load. Or, lo- or load was it load and reload that was just a load of shit, but it popularity it got radio play got mainstream you know it, sometimes you have to experiment and step out of your comfort zone to become what you want to be as a as a as a performer. FTR didn't have to do that. FTR just said you know what fuck everybody else. We are who we are. And we're 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 taking that 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 cut from the old school. That I hate that music they have though. That homage to the Midnight Express, I hate it. But I love it at the same time because it it reminds me of it. They those guys are the classic throwback tag team. You know, Tully and Arn, the Outlaws, Texas Outlaws. I want to say. Those guys, Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics, the Varsity Club, you know, all those teams, you know, the Russians, the Bulldogs, Demolition, you know, the Hart Foundation, just all those teams that, that had that, that had, that had character, 
the Road Warriors, of course, right? Uh, these guys are everything to that. The Briscoes, same thing. They're a little bit of a hybrid because they, they came in at a time where they adapted to all the high spots and the crazy spots and shit. But then you have the Young Bucks who are the innovators of the spot and have adapted to every single thing they've done, whether they were a no-look in TNA back in the day, their stuff in Japan is legendary, junior and heavyweight tag team championship, to turning heel, joining the most one of the greatest factions of all time, taking that momentum, not signing a WWE contract, and making money off themselves. They became millionaires off their merchandise. Turning that into starting a Fed with the backing of a billionaire. They're self-made millionaires. It's amazing, right? It's a it's it's a, it's a great story. Uh, I haven't read the book yet. I want to read the book. But and the way they treat their fans, I am forever grateful to them. I am forever in debt to them because my son to this day will not forget the, the night he met them. And how cool they were with him. It was him and Paige and Marty and all the other guys. How cool they were. And they were they were heels. And they were like making you feel like you're the only person in the room, you know? Yeah, we paid for the, for the autograph. Yeah, of course we did. You know what? Even if it wasn't sincere enough to most people, very impressionable to my son. Okay? So, but I was always a fan anyway, you know? Amazing shit. Absolutely amazing. You know? So, kudos to them. And disfuse. I mean, sadly, the Briscoes won't be on AWTV because a Warner Brother exec heard of that Jay Briscoe said some, I don't know, some homophobic shit like years ago on, on Twitter or whatever. Um, and they, they, took, they took it personally, so... And they didn't want that kind of that kind of character on television. Well, you know what? Jay Briscoe doesn't need AEW television to, to, to tell his story. They'll bring that shit to ROH or any other fucking fed that they're in. And then boys will handle it. But all those guys know each other. They've all beaten each other. The Bucks want to be the best tag team in the world. The Briscoes want to be the best tag team in the world. FTR right now is the best tag team in the world. And I'm not ashamed to say that. So... This, for me, is my favorite feud right now in wrestling because it, it reminds me of my youth. And if you can do that now, make it relevant and make it make, make it make sense to me as an older fan and then translate that to the younger fan that's watching it all the time and not knowing the old school as much as I do, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for everybody involved. So... Do I have any of the news notes here? Let me see. Let's look at the news and notes. Hey, how's your news? What would you like to say? Oh, here we go. Okay. So Sonny's in the news again. And she got into a car wreck. Um, hitting a car where a person died. She didn't cause the death, but she's involved in it. She was driving while intoxicated. I can't do nothing but pray for her, man. 
she is such a nice person, and we've said this on, we've said this on the show a million times, how we just wish she would just get fucking help and fix herself and and be an asset to her industry because she can be, you know. We met her like twice. We met her like I had a chance to bullshit hang out with her. Nothing but nice to us. Like I'm just. It's, I don't know, man. I am so angry at her as a fan. Like, yo, just fucking fix yourself. I know things are bad. I know you had a hard time. Like, we've all had the hard time. We've all gone through shit. I, can, I can't begin to tell you the shit that I've endured in the last five years of my life, let alone my lifetime. Uh... I wish she can see something, whether it's faith, maybe she can find God, find someone or something that can help her, because now she might rot in jail for a long, long time, and I hope she doesn't, you know, she got the whole of fame nod, and she did porn, it was like, the porn was great, but wasn't necessary, you know, it was a smack in the face to people who were acknowledging you, you know. Um, we're all very quick to be judgmental about certain things in wrestling, you know? We don't know the whole story. We don't know her whole story. But I know what it means to hurt and how it feels to hurt. So, and she'll never hear this, obviously. But if I ever see her again, I want to tell her to find, find your purpose. Get your help. Please, and hopefully by the time I see her, she'll have that shit together and she won't have to do that. Because she'll wind up being dead. Or, and or in jail for the rest of her life. Okay? So, let's see here. Any more news? Alexa Bliss has a secret wedding coming up. Um, she's marrying, who the hell is she marrying? Ryan Cabrera. They get married in Palm Springs, California. They got, oh, they got married over the weekend. The only it's a de- it's a lo- it's a secret location wedding, and it won't be not- and the, and the guests won't be notified of the location until shortly before it begins. Okay. Um. They were engaged to be married in November of twenty twenty, a year after they began dating. Well, that's because of COVID. They didn't do anything. Okay. All right. So congratulations to her. Congratulations to Carmela and Cody. Corey Graves, who got married, who got married, um, also, I believe, over the weekend, saw some pictures of that, um, let's see, news, 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 let's click on the news, Rampage tonight, you're gonna have another qualifier, and you're going to have uh, Wheeler Yuta, the new pure champion of ROH, against Jonah Moxley. Um, Michael Elgin's fighting at Noah. Okay. He'd be taking on Kidamiya. Okay. The Briscoes are returning to Impact. Okay, I like that. New Japan has struck a deal with... Uh, AEW to stream Dynamite and Rampage. Look at that. That's cool. 
Let's read that. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced this morning on their Twitter that their streaming service, New Japan World, which is great, by the way, if you have it, will soon be begin streaming episodes of AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage at no additional cost from subscribers. This furthers the relationship between the two promotions who have been working together on and off since AEW's inception in 2019. AEW President Tony Khan, in a news writing, states, We did it. No official date has been set, but it was announced that a Japanese live version will be available that includes Japanese commentary. And then they take a quote of the, of the tweet that was sent out earlier this morning. Oh, there's more on Sunday's involvement. Let's see. Let's see here. Let me see. Police suspect that Sonny was intoxicated when she... Oh, she did cause the fatal three-car crash, okay, in uh, Ormond Beach, Florida. Around... Uh, failed to stop around 8.28 p.m. that night when it happened. Southbound US-1, just south of Granada Boulevard. When she crashed into a stopped vehicle, then crashed to a vehicle in front of it. The driver of the vehicle hit by Sitch identified as Julian LaFrancis of Daytona Beach, was transported to Halifax Health Medical Center, who was pronounced dead. Oh, so she did kill him. I thought she didn't kill him. That's what the other, other article said. So I apologize. A search warrant was approved and executed to obtain a blood sample, which police are using to investigate if Sitch was impaired at the time of the death. Toxicology reports are pending, and police have requested an expedited time frame in the process of Sitch's samples. The results will be made available once the department receives them. In an update in TMZ, updated by police documents, Sitch was driving a 2012 Mercedes-Benz when she crashed into the rear of a 2013 Kia Sorento, which was at a stoplight. The Kia then crashed into the rear of a GMC Yukon, which was also stopped at the light. The driver of the Kia was 75 years old, who was taken to a local hospital and then pronounced dead after injuries suffered in the wreck. Uh, the, the, the deceased is, is survived by a daughter and two grandchildren. The driver and passengers of the Yukon complained of neck, back, and side head injuries, but not taken to the hospital. Sitch was taken to the same hospital as the victim, but with no unknown injuries. Police and two witnesses say Sitch was driving at a high rate of speed before crashing. Police also believe that Sitch was under the influence of alcohol at the time of the wreck. A spokesperson for the police department says they are actively investigating the crash and and the toxicology reports could ultimately lead to criminal charges. Sitch's boyfriend lives in Florida. Sitch has has not publicly commented on on the accident as of this article, but did make a tweet on the same day while the crash happened around 8.30. Shows posted a tweet, 2.30 that day. She wrote, well, assholes... Since my name has been towards the top of the kill list for the past 20 years, I'm still fucking alive. Shit, my autograph is worth more now than once I croak. And you could sell it for a lot more money. Come see me at my signing. Okay? And then he mentioned all the shit that she's, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, man, Sonny, please, I hope, hope you can get out of this shit. You know, MLW reportedly done with the Park family after an incident at WrestleMania weekend. My son's favorite promotion right now, MLW. Let's see. We're going to a TV taping. I think he wants to go for his birthday in June. Um, 
L.A. Park, double MLW, new report from the Wrestling Observer notes that the heat on L.A. Park was over something that happened in the past, which wasn't made clear. This is a reputation that comes difficult to deal with, blah, 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 blah. Okay. An incident during WrestleMania weekend in Texas. The, the Park family was scheduled to do a post-match run-in at the MLW Intimidation Games taping on Thursday, March 31st to set up Jacob Fatu versus L.A. Park. But the Parks got very rough with Fatu. According to the report, the world champion Alex Hammerstone was part of the run-in and was bleeding from the side of the head. He and Park exchanged punches. The Intimidation Games main event saw Hammerstone retain over Fatu and Mods Kruger before the run-in. It was known by one source the Parks went way off script, ruined the post-match angle, wanted the business for themselves, delivering real strikes to Fatu and Hammerstone, including reckless chair shots, which busted them open, both Fatu and Hammerstone open. Hammerstone and Fatu both needed medical attention, but both would be okay. MLW owner Court Bauer fired all three members. They were sent home. And this changes the MLW's Azteca Underground taping on April 1st, where Fatu defeated Bessie 666 in an Azteca uh, Apocalypto main event instead of Park. It was also that the Hammerstone was yelling at Park when they returned backstage telling him to go, telling him to, to go right now, reportedly. Park reportedly acted as he didn't understand English. All right. Interesting. I want to see that match now. And I think that's it. Cody might be on SmackDown tonight. Very nice. So. Okay. And that was yesterday. He got married in Florida. Carmella and Corey Graves. Thursday. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. NWA announces junior heavyweight title match. Kobe Carino is fighting Homicide for the Junior Heavyweight title. Very good. Devon Dudley had surgery. Hope he's okay. 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 Mickey James and Nick Aldis are doing fine. And they're doing work for the wrestling video game. Okay. That's nice. Let's see. Let's see. Nothing really going on other than that. I mean, there's nothing. So hopefully we'll have a show next week. I'm sorry, in two weeks with the throwback attached to it. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. May 7th is the 80s wrestling convention in Jersey. I'll post all the stuff. I want to have Tommy Fierro on the show in a couple weeks. Plug that. Um, hope you guys can make it out to that. It's going to be a great day. With a ton of people there. A lot of wrestlers. A lot of merch probably. A lot of gimmicks. We know we like the gimmicks. Um, I want to thank you guys for hanging out today. really appreciate it. I'm sorry we don't have a full show. Um, I wasn't going to do a show. I was very angry at my cohorts for not showing up today. Uh, but same breath. I get to do this by myself. I kill some time while I'm doing laundry. 
And uh, that's pretty much it. So have a great rest of your week. Your weekend. See you guys soon. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Always keep it locked. Social media handles. You know all the gimmicks. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Throwbacks. Buy a shirt. TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. RantEMRadio.com. ShiningWizardNetwork.com. We're on every social media outlet. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TikTok now. It's all good. Sorry, I'm exhausted. But yeah, look us out, man. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the enjoy the rest of this weekend. Love you guys. Peace. Good night, Gracie.